because there has been an emergency. To infinity and beyond. I thought my jokes were bad. The force will be with you. Always. We're just like Kevin Bacon. Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast and our latest Cinemania Live show. This is Larry from the Cinemania World team and of course course i am joined by one of the co-hosts of the cinemania live show hannah hey hannah hey welcome back it's been a hot minute it's since been a while cinemania live <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne uh, is hectic yeah. right now yes uh, i am not Dwayne. he is <laughs> moving and living life and doing things mm-hmm. but new job us, new place he'll be back over the weekend maybe Hopefully. <laughs> we don't know we'll for see. sure, but that's what we've heard. That's what word on the street is. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. So. <laughs> I guess we'll see when we see. <laughs> but some things have been happening in the movie world, so we thought we'd hop back on, get a show up on Cinemania, because it's been a hot minute in general. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah uh, at least you have hannah here to give you some normalcy in the cinemania live realm <laughs> well let's not pretend like you haven't been on the show a million times that's true you're like the only other person that does the lives with us <laughs> Uh, in normal life, we would be talking about the latest Marvel episode, but Hannah and I are terrible. Oh, that's yeah. Basically, that's basically the, we, the rundown. We missed the first week and said, never mind. <laughs> Legit. We were like, gun-ho, we were all excited, ready for what if, and then once we missed that first week, neither one of us, like, we're not even just talking, we haven't done reactions. We haven't even watched it. Even watched a single episode, (laughs) like, and I, and I don't know why. Like once I missed that first week, it just like turned off in my brain. I guess because I thought it looked cool. I was actually excited to see like what it was about, and I just have never watched it. (laughs) Well, I feel like if the reactions to it were better, then I would have watched it on my own time. Because I I figured we weren't doing the reactions after the first week. Um. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it on my own time. But then, like, every episode that's come out, ever since episode two, I, like, that was the one that I saw people go crazy for. Ever since then, I've just been, everyone's been like, oh, it's just, it's fine. And I'm like, I don't want to watch just fine. Like, it hasn't been, like, excitement. And I understand. That's kind of what I thought um, with it, you know, that it's it's kind of like, I don't know, going into the past and just doing these little fanfic type of other world stuff, which is fun to to explore, but it just doesn't have that hype, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of easy to just forget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's because, like, it's not necessarily canon MCU because it is, like, what if? So it's not, like, set in stone in the MCU, and maybe that's why all of us are kind of, like, Whatever. <laughs> We're talking about canon MCU. Oh, we what? Got the trailer for the new freaking show. 
Larry is not looking forward very to Very different reactions to that trailer. <laughs> very. Hannah, what did you love so much about this Hawkeye trailer that just debuted yesterday? I like Christmas stuff. <laughs> so, like, okay, oh, I was okay. I was excited for the show because it's a Disney Plus show. Um, and also, I when I got excited is when I started to hear the Wilson Fisk rumors, right? Before that, I was like, okay, whatever, we're getting a Hawkeye show. Uh, <laughs> but then I started to get actually excited with the Fisk stuff. And then when Jerry Renner announced the trailer was coming the night before it dropped, I he like showed like a little bit of the poster and I saw like the Christmas lights and like the snow and I was like, oh my god! And I literally freaked out because I was like, Hawkeye's a Christmas show! And then the trailer came out and it's like full on Christmas and I love that shit. Um, so watching the trailer, it just made me happy. I, I thought it was so cute. I don't think this is going to be the best MCU show. <laughs> um... I think that is going to be cute and fun. That's what I'm hoping for. If Fisk isn't in it, that's sad. But I'm I'm hoping he is. And it seems like Vincent D'Onofrio doesn't care that he's oh leading people to think that he is. So we'll see. I don't Why know. Why did he come on and just be like, y'all, I've been posting crazy nonsense for years on here. Don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> like he wasn't liking tweets like, that like explicitly said oh my god kingpin back in hawkeye like he's literally liking tweets that said see you in uh november king and like shit like that i'm like girl and then he just wants to be like nah i've always been crazy on here don't pay attention what <laughs> vince we gonna have to, we gonna need you to come up with something better than that i don't know if he mm. knows that we can see his likes probably not it's <laughs> like a very good possibility to assume. <laughs> oh, but I don't, you watch all them Christmas movies every year, huh? Yeah. What's what's like your family's go to? Oh, Christmas Vacation. Oh, I mean that's a good one. Yeah. I don't like a damn Christmas movie. I don't like <laughs> Christmas as a holiday. Really, I could just skip fast forward to like the end of march and i'll be good after halloween <laughs> just press fast forward and skip the whole season to be honest uh i don't know this trailer just looks so bland to me like the humor wasn't hitting in that little bit the action was whatever to me i just find him so boring and i'm like Haley seinfeld at least gave me a little bit of something to to go off of but even her and her character I was kind of like okay maybe everybody was hyped for that dog but he was in it for like one second I was <laughs> I like know, no we need more I'm lucky. hyped too I'm hyped for him but not if I, you gotta show him like <laughs> damn uh, <laughs> uh, if he don't die what's the point oh my god <laughs> I do I, I don't know I'm hoping that they kill him off uh, just in spite of Nat dying in Endgame and not him. But also at the same time, like, Marvel's not going to do that. They're definitely just going to let him retire for good. And I'm like, ugh, boring. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to retire and I'll be like, okay, I guess. At least I don't have to look at him no <laughs> For the millionth time. <laughs> retiring. But really, he should just die. He should have already been dead, y'all. I'm sorry. There are some weird Clint lovers out there who jump up and try well, to defend. I don't think they love M MCU Clint. They like 
um comics clint like uh like hawkeye yeah 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 but it's like yo he's been so bland and boring in the mcu he's killed like i honestly maybe this is a hot take i'd rather have Aaron Taylor Johnson's Pietro here rather than Hawkeye at yeah. this point. Like, nevertheless, <laughs> Nat, like, <laughs> he has let two people die in his place that I'd rather have here. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. I don't know, but, like, I I enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, I did. Same. It is easily my least favorite of the three. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't have that buzz, you know, like there, I don't know. There was just different feeling when we were watching WandaVision and we were watching Loki. I don't, there yeah. was just this renewed excitement watching I, those two. You know, I don't think that I could have waited to binge all of WandaVision or Loki. Like I definitely had to tune in every week. Mm-hmm. I think that I could have waited to binge all of Falcon and Winter Soldier, like pretty easily. No, I agree. It, it has that feeling of, it wasn't like a quote unquote, must see you know like have mm-hmm. to watch right now type of show like it was good i'm glad we got it i'm glad we got more time with bucky and sam as people particularly uh but and this is giving me a more along that line it's a more grounded story obviously once again because hawkeye is one of the more grounded characters uh he has no superpowers at all actually so <laughs> <laughs> he's even less than someone like bucky uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh add to that we already like see that's what i'm talking about is we hardly knew bucky or sam really mm-hmm. like and we cared about them more already than we cared about <laughs> and he was like uh, oh gee it's supposed to yeah. be like mainstay of the team <laughs> like <laughs> they tried in age voltron but and we were like who cares <laughs> yeah get me out of this man's house i don't care about <laughs> this family i don't care about this damn love story between nat and freaking bruce oh my god everything what a mess. happened in Joss his house was a jail. hot mess <laughs> yes oh my god maybe that's why i had to stay i will say the opening for endgame was cool Mm-hmm. That was like the most interesting thing they ever did with Hawkeye. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> was killed. And family. you know what, too? It's like his time as Ronin, it seemed like cool. And I was like, ooh, I kind of want to see more of that. And then it's for two seconds in Endgame. And I'm like, okay. I, I get it. I get it because, you know, there's a lot to do in Endgame. But God, it's like we it spent like so much time with this character in the MCU that we couldn't like set this up sooner or give him like, because I feel like you know what hulk i feel like would be a good comparison to hawkeye because they've both been in about the same amount of movies but hulk actually has like a start and a finish like arc and it's like interesting and i actually care about him and with hawkeye they just never cared to do that and even with like nat she definitely had before she died endgame i think that she definitely had like a start and, and, and an end to an arc and i'm like well why do we just skip over hawkeye for this like <laughs> I just think, actually, thinking about it, if we had left Clint as this kind of anti-heroish Ronin on, you know, vigilante style, I would be a lot more interested in his show coming up. Like, Mm -hmm. if that's where we left his character and we were picking up there. Instead of starting there with his character? Yeah, I feel Mm, like that would have been a a more fun lead-in to his show. And we know Yelena's coming. Maybe he has to fight uh, 
Kate Bishop because she's like not about that life or something. Like I don't know. I just feel like it would be a more interesting setup. Like him and his family again. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Family man, is that interesting for a superhero like property? I don't. I don't know. I, I feel guess like it could be, but. I almost want to say that I'm not really in love with the more grounded stories in the MCU as much as I am with, like, the fantastical stuff. But then I'm like, I love Daredevil so much, though. And I'm like, why can't the MCU, like, have something, you know, as compelling as Daredevil in the MCU for, like, like, more their grounded characters? It's really frustrating. I feel like I'm only seven episodes in, but it's Mm -hmm. just a very character-driven show for Matt. 100% so far like that is what we're focusing so hard on and they have like this kind of mystery going on with it obviously not really mystery but like a mystery for Matt of like Mm -hmm. Fisk and like getting down to the bottom of that that kind of feels secondary to the characters and I and I think that's how Falcon Winter Soldier should have been but it feels like it was that's when we loved it yeah the first episode (laughs) and the fifth episode do you remember how much we loved those episodes like we were so psyched over this episodes right we i feel like we're the only ones who love that first episode like we did (laughs) everybody Um, else was so like bleh and we were like yes and then the second episode came and that's when we're like well i mean this is good Uh, um and i feel like that's how winter soldier should have been uh falcon winter soldier but it just wasn't but and I'm like, this is going to be either. Like, you yeah. know, I just don't see it. This seems like, I mean, they said it in Christmas. So I guess that's a good way to keep audience expectations in check of what it's going to be. Maybe because, like differing the shows. Yeah. Like you don't expect like this big character study in a Christmas show necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like you're expecting something kind of light, kind of fun for Christmas and that's what the trailer looked like and I think that's what we're going to get. I don't think we're going to dive into Hawkeye, you know, much. Uh we're not and he's supposed to have a somewhat interesting story too, like they tease it along with Nats and we're just never going to touch on it really. We're just never going to go there. it's never gonna happen he's just gonna be here to be here to shoot his arrows and that's cool i guess Uh, (laughs) if we don't at least get a fight though between him and yelena oh we're definitely gonna get one i think for sure like we want her to kill him she probably won't <laughs> but she'll probably i mean you know they're gonna make up like you i'll yeah. be shocked if they don't talk about no 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 this is what really happened uh but oh god don't I show need... us agent we don't need him like oh, yeah. i know valentina's no. assembling <laughs> no, her team you. but we don't need him to show up too just her <laughs> <laughs> We just want Julia Louise Dreyfus and Florence Pugh. We don't need his ass coming. I'm sorry, (laughs) we ain't here for you still. Uh, You're great. Uh, Yeah, Wyatt Russell, you're great. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That was the other thing. See, I don't know. I think they just constructed that show so weird. Uh, I don't think... I feel like it was very true when we were told, we, we heard that there was a lot taken out of the show because it related to the pandemic. Yeah. Like when they were writing the show, they wrote about something that was kind of like a pandemic, and then the pandemic actually happened, and they're like, "Oh," <laughs> and then they had to rework it. Yeah, because there yeah. just was too much. I don't. Yeah, it was it was too unfocused, and it does reek of having to rework it. And you can kind of, once you hear that, you're like, "Okay, I see it." 
okay. I, I know I've been talking about it on Twitter for a few oh. days, but Teen Wolf, right? I just got done rewatching it. And I just want to say something real quick. Because when I was watching, I noticed like what kind of what we're talking about. I'm okay with shows that are like busy, right? But as long as you're putting your characters first without trying to put like the plot first, like have those if those two are like clashing, then your show is gonna be fucking a fucking mess, right? And I think that's exactly what happened with Falcon Winter Soldier. And Daredevil is like the standard for me with like a lot going on in a show, but like you continue to put your characters first so it works and it's actually like great. And I was watching Team Wolf and I was like, they actually do the exact same thing. Obviously it's not as good as Daredevil. <laughs> I mean, don't go into Team Wolf expecting Daredevil, and that's not what I'm saying. But like <laughs> it, it's one of the only like teen supernatural shows, like maybe the only that I've seen that like has a bunch going on. Yes, there's like some fucking crazy shit, like plots and whatever. But they always put their characters first, and that's what makes it good. So I'm like, you, there's so many shows that I can point to, and I'm like, yes, that's exactly that, and it can work. And then I'm like, I watch other shows, like Falcon Winter Soldier, and I'm like, I see the potential, and you guys have done it in a few episodes, and that's what makes it a little more frustrating. And I feel like if Hawkeye does that, then it's going to be even more frustrating to happen twice. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) And I think that's definitely why we were on the same page, because... People wonder why me and others get so frustrated with what ended up being for Game of Thrones, because that show was kind of a definition of that for so long. So much Mm -hmm. shit is going on. There's so many plot lines, but it was always focused on characters. Like it was a character show that really pushed forward. And then the last couple of seasons, they tried to switch that shit up and made it a plot-driven show where the characters just had to do whatever to make sure that this plot took place. And that's why it was, like, so jarring and, like, jolting. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, I I just find it interesting that we're both really into that character-driven, especially in a show, because, like... I don't know when I'm watching a show that's what I want is I want you have more time so there's no excuse not to have that yeah and I know some people find it boring or they find it just I don't know a slow burn of some kind or nothing's happening but I don't know the point of a show to me yeah is getting to know these people and like living out this time with them through whatever is going on in their situation (laughs) yeah and when you don't do that i mean unless it's like top tier unless the action and the plot that is happening is just amazing and a marvel to watch then okay but and even loki had this great mystery going on but at its core it was like loki going on this journey of self-discovery through the Mm -hmm. whole show and And even to a point yeah i was gonna say i kind of putting sylvie to the side i still think loki like even having that relationship with with sylvie i know a lot of people don't like it because it's self-sess whatever it doesn't fucking exist shut up um <laughs> there's no such thing as self-sess you fucking idiots um but anyway <laughs> um I, even that relationship with sylvie it was like delving even more into like loki being a narcissist and like you know yeah. and all that so Loki is 100% like a character study first before it is anything else. Um, I think the only time Loki wasn't that is when we got to the finale. But I, I kind of excuse that because I think the finale is so well done with just Jonathan Major's performance and the writing. Oh my god, it's so good. And at that time, it even was like the culmination, though, mm-hmm. of Loki yeah. getting to that It point. earned it. That, it earned that, it. 
final kind of realization of more of his purpose. It, it comes to, to fruition fighting Sylvie in that final mm-hmm. episode and realizing, like, okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of hope Hawkeye focuses more on Kate Bishop than... I hope it's more <laughs> of an intro to her. And it can be a goodbye to him. Yes. <laughs> Even if he ain't gonna die, because I know Marvel's not gonna kill him. I just... I wish they would. <laughs> um, Wishful but, thinking. Yeah, so moving from Hawkeye to another Marvel property that has been all of us, we have Venom 2 reactions because they did fan screenings in other countries and it's come out. Oh my gosh. First, we need to just talk about the big talking point that Mm -hmm. everyone is going ham about. Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers galore. Uh, Pretty much that post-credit has been spoiled. I haven't seen them. I've avoided it because... I... I've been spoiled. I'm not going to say good. what it is, you're obviously. Not, but. I was like, you're not as good, I don't feel like, Hannah. You <laughs> see too much fool I don't know. Yours. I'm pretty good at avoiding the mess. I think that's because we're on different sides of film Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, thankfully, neither one of us follow Grace Randolph, who straight up just, like, posted word for word. I'm still blocked, <laughs> so. <laughs> she just straight up posted the words of what's going down. I was like, oh. And she hasn't even seen it. She yeah. hasn't even watched the film, and she thought it was cute to go on and spoil it. Anyways, uh, just listen to Je- what Jessica Chastain said today. <laughs> I hollered. I screamed. I screamed. God's grace, I died. Oh, my God. It was too much. But She's yes. sick. Oh, it my was- God. <laughs> I love uh, that woman. <laughs> This time it wasn't just Grace, but once again, she was like the biggest voice in the room that decided to come out and pull the mess. That's her problem. Um, Other people have done it too. Thankfully, I've avoided it, but I know some people on the Cinemania team are mad about these spoilers (laughs) right now. (laughs) Listen, I've been spoiled, but I'm not mad about it because it's just a post credit scene. Um, now if we were, like, talking, like, story beats, then I'd probably be a little upset, um, but it's just a post-credit scene. It doesn't really matter all that much. Yes, I think it would have been cool to be in the theater and get a genuine reaction to it, but it's not gonna affect my viewing of the movie all that much. Um, but yeah, I- I I mean, I've avoided reactions, too. What have they looked like? Oh, okay. Um, positive- I mean, oh. we, we say this every single time that a superhero movie comes out or a comic book movie comes out. You can't really trust the first reactions. But I feel like this may be different here because this is fan reactions and not premiere reactions. Um, <clears throat> so Tom I, Hardy, like, showed up at the one in London, though. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Andy Tom Circus. Hardy and Andy Circus. Yeah. Um, one thing that makes me, like, I, I think that trailer is terrible. I've it. I think that <laughs> I kind of like the trailer. <laughs> I hate it so much, but I think Tom Hardy having fun and really seeming to like, I don't know, kind of enjoy this. Uh, it puts it up in my book a little bit, like seeing him go to mm-hmm. fan stuff and shit like this. I'm like, okay, that helps me out a little bit. Cause otherwise I'm looking at that Venom trailer, like we can go <laughs> ahead and just skip this, put it straight to Netflix or something. Cause Lord, 
Well, the reason why I kind of like the trailer and why I think this one's going to be a lot better than the first is because it seems like it's definitely leaning more into that, like, uh, campy, just silly tone. And I feel like those were the best parts of the first movie. That was the only time I wasn't, like, bored on my mind um, <laughs> during the first movie. So if this movie is just going to go balls to the wall, like, exactly that the whole time, I will definitely enjoy this movie. But if it does the exact same thing that the first one did and just has it, like, like every 40 minutes we get, like, a cute joke or whatever, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna tap out. <laughs> oh, my God. And that just brings back, like, it happened earlier this year, but they weren't really fan screenings that did it. I don't know. That was more critic stuff. Um, day and date, I just don't... Mm-hmm. I know that this is a screening, so it's not like an overseas release like happened like it happened a little bit earlier this year with a lot of WE properties, honestly, because they. It's about to happen again with Dune. They do that shit too much. I don't. God, I know distribution rights and trying to figure it out. I know there's a lot that goes into it, but y'all, it really does suck to have. And I know coming from the U.S., we have it good most of the time, but for other countries, like. It sucks to have people coming online who have seen it and just talking all kind of crazy. Like, I don't know. It's, uh, I wish they could figure out a way to just release it worldwide. <laughs> yeah. All of the movies. <laughs> um, but that's not, that's not going to happen. So, I don't know. I don't know how Marvel is so good at it, though. Like, they don't release them all at one time. But their releases are pretty worldwide and they do have fan screenings and they don't have this problem hardly yeah ever. like they're so much better about putting this shit on lock <laughs> <laughs> i don't get it but like there's fan screenings for shang chi like damn near three weeks before the movie released i didn't hear a peep about <laughs> yeah captain marvel bruce banner nothing i didn't hear nothing any of that. so yeah. But then we have Andy Serkis trying to bring up the hype again. Talk about, I don't know. I feel like capping. Uh, saying, <laughs> oh, it's only a matter of time. We just don't want to rush bringing Spider-Man in. You know ain't nothing in the work, Andy Serkis. You're just saying that to like get people hyped. I feel like Sony is always like running around saying these things. And Kevin Feige and Marvel are like, what? <laughs> you guys can have him back then. <laughs> okay like no like i remember didn't amy pascal kind of pull this mess like oh yeah yeah mikey was like what the hell are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) and he still ain't been involved so (laughs) insanity truly so venom 2 well we also got some interesting news Christopher Nolan heading over to Universal for his next film, getting that deal. So, Hannah, what is going on with this Christopher Nolan deal? Okay, so Mr. Nolan has chosen his uh, his studio to distribute his new movie. His new movie. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm just, like, stumbling all over my words. Sorry. Um, but <laughs> he's chosen Universal. And there's been a little bit of talk around it because he's made some demands uh, going to the studio. And I guess people think they're crazy, but I'm like, this just seems like a thing that a, you know, kind of legendary director would do. <laughs> like, it's Christopher Nolan. Sorry. Um, but what I'm talking about is him 
He asked for total creative control, 20% of the first dollar gross, um, and 100 to 130 day exclusive theatrical window, and a blackout period where the studio would not release another movie three weeks before and after his movie. Ooh. <laughs> the last part's a little, I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> but the rest of it, I'm like, I mean, it's Christopher Nolan. Listen, Universal should just go if they want something, they need to take it out of Warner Brothers' pocket. Because <laughs> WB is the reason he made this damn contract. Yeah. <laughs> they screwed him and they screwed Denis and screwed a bunch of other people over at Warner Brothers. And I mean, now he's like, look, y'all ain't pulling that again on me, what you did last time, and blindside me like that. So we gonna put it in writing right here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I, I have never heard anything about that blackout stuff before. I've never heard yeah. a director be able to pull that, where a studio is like, all right, we just gonna let you chill <laughs> with your movie. Like... Because there's so much you can release that doesn't compete, you know? Yeah. Like, that's that's the thing with that. It's like, if they release a indie type of horror film or something, which Universal does, uh, has yeah. lots of horror properties, it's not going to compete with a Christopher Nolan movie. But, um, yeah, the dollar gross is very standard. You know, we hear about that type of stuff all the time from actors, from directors. That, that's run of the game you know and he's been a champion of the theatrical experience so obviously he was going to put something about a longer theatric window there much like Denis I'm sure will be doing after (laughs) (laughs) do I mean we all know the only reason why Denis sticking with Warner Bros is for that Dune sequel (laughs) that's it that's why he and, and even that I mean he has not been shy to come out and say some stuff yeah, um, he got to film Twitter quite mad at him actually. Oh yeah, and all that theatric release stuff. People, people don't want to hear. Yeah, it. I don't know. But how do you feel about the Nolan deal and Universal being his home for his next project? I mean, I wasn't expecting Universal. <laughs> I thought he would definitely. <laughs> Maybe go to, I know uh, a lot of people are throwing out around Apple, um, and I was like, this would be a great time for, you know, Apple to be like, oh yeah, let's put our movies in theaters, because uh, mm-hmm. I don't think they've done that yet with their originals. So, I was like, oh, Apple would be a great place for it, but Universal, and I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, has the money, I guess Universal just yeah. has the, the money, and it's a long, longer standing studio, maybe that's why. Maybe. I don't know. know. And I guess they are... Well, and Universal... I mean, they made people mad, but they also did come to a deal with theaters Mm -hmm. after that whole Trolls, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so long ago. (laughs) The studio that came to a deal to have a theater-only release to start... So maybe that is part of why he was like, okay, uh, this studio at least is trying to preserve the theater experience Mm -hmm. and Apple is a streaming service. I don't know. 
Uh, <laughs> maybe it's because Universal doesn't have a streaming service, so he's like, I need to go to a place that can't <laughs> plot my film onto streaming if they feel That like has it. absolutely no way to do it. <laughs> yeah, so it's Sony or Universal for me, I guess. <laughs> Lord, I don't know. And what, uh, this movie's about a nuke? Like a nuclear bombing? I don't fucking know. <laughs> They were starting to do that. I was like, what's going on? I don't know. What What is with Nolan in these, like, <laughs> war movies? <laughs> and we knew he wasn't going to Disney because Disney would not sign that. Oh, so yeah. No. <laughs> Disney would have been like, you ain't getting full creative control of nothing. Hold up. If, like- <laughs> if anyone even thought Disney, like, Nolan would maybe end up at disney you're insane <laughs> that's that was the furthest one everybody's over here making jokes about he would no go one. back to warner bros before <laughs> be disney like, happened. actually let me head back <laughs> <laughs> people making jokes about a nolan fast movie <laughs> oh my god i saw that. over at universal <laughs> can you imagine uh, well he said that he liked the movies before us so that's why people are like oh my god nolan and fast is finally gonna happen and i'm like girl <laughs> It's not going to happen, but uh, you know. I would actually watch the movies. If- Hannah is going to get mad at me <laughs> for saying this, but how far off are we from Tenet being just like a slightly Stop. elevated fast movie? With all I the mean, cars everywhere. I'm like, oh Lord. <laughs> We're getting into the ludicrousness of it all. Like, okay, we went from shooting cars into space to whatever the hell's happening but- in Tenet. But what's doing? It's Rosie. She's running oh, it out of here. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. I'm trying to think of a defense to that and like try and be like, but Tenet's different. And I'm like, mm, is it? <laughs> <laughs> he gonna run into to Murph and them when but, he shoots his car. But Tenet has Robert Pattinson. Yes. <laughs> That's Lord, my defense. I can't, uh, but good for you, Nolan. Get that paycheck. Uh, I'm excited to see whatever the movie is. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a big blockbuster. Cillian Murphy is attached to it. Of course. One of his his folks. Um, Mm -hmm. It's been a while, though. Dunkirk, last one? Oh, Dunkirk. Okay, it hasn't been that long. I was was blanking. (laughs) (laughs) I legit forget any of the characters in Dunkirk half the time. Yeah. But, I love I mean, Dunkirk, but... Oh my give God, it what so you can. See, that's the thing, is I've not... <laughs> I've been hard on Nolan for the past decade or so, and what he's put <laughs> out. But the good thing, ever since, obviously, he finished his comic book trilogy, mm-hmm. the one thing you can depend on Christopher Nolan for is original blockbuster. And oh, for sure. He's the director for that. And you got to appreciate it. Uh, we're always talking about originality in films and how we're sick of IPs and sequels. Well, the director bringing you like big fanfare that is original, that's Christopher Nolan. So whether he swings and misses or kills it, you know, that's why we're always hyped. Even people who haven't loved everything he's put that's out. That's what I was going to say. You know, because yeah. you know it's going to be something new and exciting. And I'd rather that than just like, oh, you know, we'll get a good movie from Nolan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Well, I think that's why people like me are more excited for like Denis Villeneuve because mm, it's yeah. like, mm, I think it's been a little bit better. Uh, and it's <laughs> big. Not always original. 
because I mean, Blade Runner 2049 was a sequel and now we have a, a reimagining of a property and adaptation, but it's a new spin. Like it's an original take. It feels like he Denis, just invented something completely new. Denis kind of gives me the same vibes as like a Luca Guadagnino where I completely trust them if they are like, Hey, I want to reboot something because I can, um, they're like, I can rely on them to actually do something new and inventive with the property instead of just making like a full on reboot. <laughs> like understanding the source material and yeah, yeah. giving your vision of what that source material is. Like that's what he did with Blade Runner 2049. Fully understood what that material was and just brought his vision to it. And I think that's what he probably did with Dune from what we heard, the little you know, little patterings we got um, of that premiere. People Man, losing their goddamn it. minds uh, talking <laughs> about this was a religious experience that changed my life forever. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah can relate, though, so that's why she wasn't making fun of them people coming out reacting like that. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? I mean, girl, you and your hyperfixations might as well oh. be that type of reaction. <laughs> I mean, Mm-mm. I don't do that though. Like, tell me. <laughs> I'll get on you... Twitter and say it's good, and then I'll just not shut the fuck up about it. Exactly. I'm like, tell me you just had a religious experience without telling me you had one. <laughs> Hannah's Twitter, like, with It Chapter Two, with Far From Home, mm-hmm. now with Shang Chi. Like, come on. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I felt so bad tweeting about Shang Chi every day. I was like, okay, I gotta like space these <laughs> tweets out. Girl. <laughs> A mess. <laughs> I was Lord. like, I know there's so many people who haven't seen it yet, so I need to shut up. <laughs> oh my god. Well, and it's hard because, of course, and that's the hard thing. Like, I somewhat understand. I know it's shitty, the spoilers, but it's hard when you really like something. You know, that's why the post credit is like the way people are spoiling Venom is shitty because it's not like them just being hyped i mean people just be posting that shit like grace who can't be hyped because she hasn't even seen it Mm -hmm. uh but once you have seen something and you you're like hyped about it i mean it is hard to not be like yo (laughs) (laughs) but all right then we have a penguin spinoff in the works hannah what's this all about okay so ever since the batman was announced it feels like we've just been getting like Warner Bros. being like, hey, uh, I know the movie's not out yet, but here's a spinoff of Gotham PD. Here's a spinoff of, like, everything that's, like, going to be in the Batman. So now we're getting a Penguin spinoff. Uh, apparently Colin, Colin Farrell's in talks to return. Nothing's concrete yet, but obviously it must be looking good if they're doing a Penguin show. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I don't know how to have an opinion on this without seeing the movie. Yeah, that's that's the hard part about this one is the makeup looks great, um, but we haven't really seen him even do anything in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, At least none- we've heard like Paul Dano like speak uh, yeah. for a good like, amount we have of time. Nothing but that yeah. like image of Colin Farrell. To he go says off one of. line. Yeah. He says, "This guy is crazy." <laughs> that's it. Like, there's nothing in that trailer. No clips. Nothing. And of course, I mean, we have a little while, but. I don't know, Hannah, when are they going to start ramping up uh, Batman again? I don't know. See, this is the thing. I'm I'm trying to think about it like, okay, so Doctor Strange and Mul- um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness releases the same month as the Batman. So I'm like, you guys are ke- like 
keep saying that the marketing campaign is going to start revving up for the Batman. And I'm like, but that would mean that Multiverse of Madness would have to start soon. And it feels like Multiverse of Madness is like three years away to me. And I feel like the Batman is like right around the corner. <laughs> like that's like in my mind, like the two movies. So it's very can like confusing well, to me whenever like i'm like oh my god these are actually coming out the same month. It, i mean a part of it is there's no other wb properties between now and batman and we have two mcu slash sony properties between now and dr strange so you know they're gonna have to keep focusing on eternals and no way home before mm-hmm. i mean probably after Etern- i don't know i would bet maybe leading into no way home is when we'll start getting multiverse of madness but they also probably there's probably spoilers type of stuff that they can't i don't know show from multiverse of madness because dr strange is in no way home so it's like oh i don't know i would assume that we're gonna get a multiverse of madness trailer attached to no way home is what i'm gonna assume at least a teaser something yeah you think I don't it'll know. be you you think it's gonna be like this damn Spider-Man quote unquote three minute <laughs> teaser? I was like, this ain't no damn teaser. This is a trailer. Like some of these teasers are too much. I'm like <laughs> Well, we know we're getting a trailer for Batman next month. Woo-hoo. Like that's like uh, I'm so excited. Like that's like set in stone. Are you gonna just be so sad if Multiverse of Madness completely washes Batman? Oh my god. I, I, I literally want Multiverse of Madness to move so bad. I don't think you understand. <laughs> I want it to move so bad. <laughs> because I just am like, especially after No Way Home, I feel like oh hype god. level for Multiverse of Madness about is about to be through the roof. Like, I don't want to think about nuts. it. <laughs> and we were all so hyped for Batman, but... I mean, Batman, of course, it's going to do well. It's freaking Batman. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Batman doesn't fail. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I can't imagine it. But just cultural zeitgeist wise, I'm like, how is it going to stack up to Multiverse of Madness with everything building up to that? I don't know. But <sighs> we'll see, I guess. Uh, maybe, Hannah, you'll just have to accept Joaquin Phoenix Joker in there. And that's how, that's <laughs> how you get the zeitgeist in. <laughs> I'd rather take a flop over that. Oh! <laughs> she said, let it flop if that's the only choice. <laughs> oh my God. Were you just, I know Hannah was so excited seeing people posting that bullshit, talking about, oh my God, when will they cross over? <laughs> Dude, that like, that's literally my worst nightmare is Todd Phillips <laughs> having anything to do with Matt Reeves' Batman. Oh my God. Could you imagine Truly. if they had Phillips do the sequel instead of. Larry, Maurice. stop. <laughs> I don't think you're... Gonna... I would become a different person. If, they, like, if I like... would be in jail for committing crimes. If Batman underperformed what they wanted and they're like, oh, Joker made all this money. Let's give it to Phillips. Jail. I'd be in jail. <laughs> Y'all would never see me again. <laughs> Behind bars for the rest of my Lord. life. <laughs> We got this tiny little teaser of Don't Worry, Darling. Like, this was a little... <laughs> Truly a teaser. <laughs> I mean, this... Okay, listen, I need a middle ground. Like, this was like a stinger. This was the trailer for a trailer at the beginning yeah. of these trailers. Like, and to announce that it comes out more than a year away from now? I'm actually shocked they released anything right now. Yeah. yeah. It pretty much feels like, what's the point? Like, what was the, the point? The movie of- has to be done. There's no way the movie's not done. 
I just like this is not a movie you build the hype for, you know? Like it's not it's a, a little decent, indie. It's, yeah, it's not one that you just build and build and build this hype. Why did they release this a year in advance? It seems mm. nuts to me, actually. And to be honest, I don't even think it made that much noise over in the Harry Styles fandom either. Like, like usually whenever Harry like even walks outside, like he's like trending on Twitter <laughs> for it. I didn't see him trending for this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were joking because obviously they put that damn sex scene in the trailer. And I think they were expecting it to make some big waves like Harry Styles sex scene. And it, I mean, it didn't really. Yeah. It just kind of was there. Florence made a little bit of wave looking good in that little bikini moment. Uh, mm-hmm. That little like uh, bathing suit. But it was just uh, like it was it was basically like four stills almost like they yeah. might as well had just released those four stills from the scenes that they had. And that that's it. Rather, than Are you excited this for trailer. this movie? Yeah, I mean, I like I really liked Booksmart, so I'm on the opposite end of that conversation from you. <laughs> I don't know the Olivia Wilde Harry Styles thing makes me a little bit less excited. <laughs> I don't know why that's not really rooted in anything concrete. I guess it just whenever stuff like that starts happening, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. It makes me a little bit more weirded out, I guess. But Olivia so- Wilde is like strike three up for me right now. So. <laughs> Stop, Hannah. First, it was Booksmart, right? <laughs> that was strike one. Strike two was leaving Jason Sudeikis. That was strike two. And now we'll strike, three, strike three? Now it's Harry Styles. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, we're done. Hannah's like done with Harry Styles now. Like, what's happening? Oh, yeah. As soon as he started dating her, I was like, girl. <laughs> I was like, she used to be a stan. Like, she used to love Harry. Listen. And now she's like, he don't wash his ass. <laughs> like she be coming in and just insulting him for no reason. And we're like, oh damn, okay, Hannah. I'm just saying, Niall Horn is good, man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly more excited for his like gay cop movie. Like yeah, same cop movie. Like that's what I wish we would have got a clip for rather than this. <laughs> I know. Like what's happening here? Um, I feel like that's gonna be because it's an Amazon thing, so I'm sure it's oh, gonna release before the end of the year, and then they gonna get no promo. <laughs> yeah, because Amazon. I don't know why streaming services have been doing this lately. They'll be like, "Hey guys, you know, like this movie that we announced like forever ago, like we filmed it and whatever, but then we're gonna announce the like date that is premiering like the week before it premieres." And I'm like, "Girl, <laughs> like Amazon. I mean, we give uh, some." Uh, shit to these platforms and that's why because amazon is terrible at marketing Mm. their shit they are so bad like if it wasn't for the camilla cabello fan base i don't even think well and them running out into the goddamn street halting traffic and shit (laughs) like uh cinderella wouldn't have gotten what it did like their movies just i don't know they don't make a lasting impression at all amazon movies like at all no like at all even the ones that do well like the tomorrow war did well streaming wise like people watched it i guess but nobody talked about it <laughs> you said i I'm guess <laughs> like, even finally they broke through and you know had sound of metal like get wins and get the good nominations but it left you know it didn't leave like a big impression on the culture overall i don't think yeah i don't know, I don't know. amazon's a weird one 
I feel like Amazon has been like the longest, uh, the longest streaming platform to like be alive, but it kind of makes the least amount of noise. <laughs> it is true. At least like, I don't know, like Netflix don't stick around either really when you think about like the cultural zeitgeist, but they at least have a few, you know, that you can point back to and be like, okay, yeah, this, yeah. nothing. Like Amazon, nothing. Apple TV. I mean, forget about it. Like for that is just. I don't know. There's just too Apple many TV and things. Amazon give me the same vibes. Mm-hmm. Like when I watch their stuff, it's really good most of the time, but it just doesn't make the noise that it should. Yeah. Like even like Hulu, and I feel like Hulu doesn't really make that much noise either. But like even with their shows, like people talk about them every week. Mm-hmm. Like Only Murders in the Building, Nine Perfect Strangers. Like I'm not even watching those shows right now, and I. But I see him on like on the timeline every day, so okay. we're we're getting our our third our third season of Love Victor made it to three Yay. seasons. Um, I couldn't even tell you a single show that Amazon has right now. Uh, I mean, even that like, I literally Chris couldn't Evans show didn't make a big splash. You know, like people. There's a Chris watch- Evans show. No, no, no. That one that people defending Jacob. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like people weren't talking about that. It's like, like I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> he had Michael B. Jordan on there earlier this year. And nobody moved. Like you know, but like that's no. the thing though with Apple. With Apple, it like makes like no noise, but the shows and the movies are so good. So at least Apple has like Ted Lasso, which makes noise. Like that's like yeah, the yeah, one yeah. thing that Apple TV has is Ted Lasso that people just go and ham about. Mm-hmm. Everything else, people are like, we love this, we love this, but nobody's talking about it. Like nobody's watching, <laughs> nobody cares. You know, <laughs> that's why Wolf Walkers had no chance because it was Apple and it was like everybody loved it that watched it. But Apple how is Apple going to compete against Pixar in the awards race? They're not yeah. like, there's no chance. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping since it's Netflix that has some of these other animated movies this year, like Mitchell's versus the machines. I really hope that Netflix uh, powers it. I to, hope so. I don't know if it can win, but it better power to a nomination. I'll be so pissed. If, I mean, uh, <laughs> it also has the Lord and Miller behind it. So hopefully that kind of boosts it. I feel like they've been, for, they've been trying to make up ever since Lego movie. The cat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. We got to make up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I feel like if Lord and Miller weren't attached to it, then I feel like there'd be absolutely no way that this movie is making it into award season. But with Lord and Miller behind it, I think that, you know, they, their names bring enough weight to award season. And with like over the moon got there last year. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they're they're getting with Netflix. That's the thing. No Netflix, they have struggled with the big categories, but they know how to get nominations. Like if if Netflix is going to do one thing, they're going to get their stuff nominated and they're going to win a couple at least in the the smaller awards. It's just that best picture award, I don't know, but we'll see. This <laughs> off the top of your head, does Netflix have any like awards contenders? coming up that oh I've damn about. I, I really can't think of any that I've uh heard, don't look up oh don't look up there you go yeah that trailer just came out recently or still the like, trailer fucking sucked by the way I, we me and Dwayne talked about it just like a very small amount on our last live show literally right at the end of the show we talked about it for like two minutes but i fucking hate that trailer i think Ooh. the movie looks so ugly too i don't know why like i was expecting like it to look pretty but like, with the way, like, we got descriptions of it, and then the trailer came out, and I was like, this looks like a sitcom. Yeah. 
it's very weird news today about like them moving forward potentially with this bodyguard remake yeah that's weird too (laughs) and there was talks about it right around when whitney houston died and i think her death kind of killed it well that was bad let me that was bad phrasing but her (laughs) her death stopped them from wanting to pursue that which understandable obvious uh hello but the bodyguard one thing that movie is like make or break the soundtrack like that's yeah. what makes the bodyguard is whitney houston and that soundtrack is still the best selling soundtrack ever and you know as a should. i don't know uh, who who can do that again you know like even maybe like cynthia revo that's yeah, the only like, person that's like kind of mine right now it kind of happened with A Star is Born a little bit. Is Gaga really, and the music propelled that really mm-hmm. heavily. But then the rest of the movie was really good too. So I guess you could, because The Bodyguard is fine. It's like a fine rom-com type of thing, you know, romance musical thing. I mean, it's not great, but it's, it's a fine movie overall. I don't know. I just, I wonder, it's one of those that I think is going to be really hard to refind that magic that the first was able to strike. Yeah. You know, because how do you recreate I will always love you? Like that, you know, like that moment (laughs) just reset culture, basically. Like that was a cultural reset. Uh, And it's like, well, how do you, how do you manufacture a moment like that? And I think that's, that's what studios, I don't think, understand is sometimes movies just find a way to strike gold in a pure way. That you can't really, like, you can kind of predict, you know, if you're putting Whitney Houston on a big song, you know, like, okay, maybe it's going to get big. But you have lots of great singers who sing great music, and it never has that. Or Titanic, you know, with Celine Dion. Like, and you never get that. And I don't think studios understand that sometimes these movies are just, like, lightning in a bottle type of magic that you're never going to replicate, ever. And I don't, and why try? (laughs) I mean, uh, studios, like, even doing the thing alone of doing musicals, and then they continue to hire people who are pop singers or just not known for singing. I'm like, that's, like, automatically just a recipe for disaster. And I literally just got done watching Cinderella. It took me two days to watch it. Um, And I'm like... It just seems like such a weird choice to get a pop singer in this musical and then surround her with, like, classically trained singers. That way, like, (laughs) you're smothering her in autotune because she sounds bad, but you're also smothering everyone else in autotune around her to make it sound more pop. Um, And also, like, this thing of musicals not using original music and just, like, having a movie full of covers. I'm like, that reeks of laziness. Like, I really hated that. (laughs) like that's the first time in a while that i was like this is just lazy and it's not even like cool or fun exciting arrangements either like the songs sound the same yeah jukebox musicals are real they can work every now and then but it's tough to make one that works i mean i I, literally the director of pitch perfect is the one who directed cinderella and i think the first pitch perfect movie it's good because the like arrangements and stuff are actually kind of cool and it's about and that has something to do with the plot you know, yeah. like it's, it's an acapella group. Of course, they have to sing covers. They're not going to be singing original songs because acapella groups don't sing original songs hardly. So, 
you get it. Or like Moulin Rouge for me worked. I know other people don't love yeah, it yeah. as much, but he just he made arrangements. You had Ewan McGregor with his voice, which is he has a lovely voice. Not the best singer ever, but he's, he's a good singer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get other crazy shit like the Cinderella, and it's a property. Why is Cinderella gonna be a a jukebox musical like that? It makes no sense. Like it, it's <laughs> why, 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 why. <laughs> It's such a weird choice, truly. Oh, I don't know. I don't get it. And then you, yeah, when you hear like, oh, maybe we'll redo Princess Bride, or oh, maybe we'll redo Back to the Future, those reek of that same thing of like, mm-hmm. you can never create Princess Bride. I'm sorry. It just it will never happen. There's just something about that film. I I can never see them successfully remaking that. Back to the Future, maybe there's an outside chance, but. It's another one that I think it's just of its time. It's a classic for what it is. And it's going to be hard. Uh, They've been trying with Ghostbusters forever. And it's like you can't strike that same gold you struck in the first one, no matter how many times (laughs) you try it. It may seem like they've gotten close, but only because they've hired the son of... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like maybe the director of the first i don't yeah. know i don't know uh, that, and there's so many i don't know that oh god well i don't know did you watch that new west side story trailer i did not yeah i watched it and i literally said this in the group chat earlier who the hell needed a new west side story <laughs> i mean this this story's been told so many times it's just like i i don't see the the reasoning i really don't and i don't understand why people are excited for it either now that like especially now since the like ansel stuff has happened and you're framing a abuser in a romantic lead i'm like that's just disgusting truly disgusting <laughs> so it's like you have that and then also it's like we've seen west side story like how many fucking times i know that, steven yeah. spielberg is the director cool but like steven spielberg also hasn't really done anything great in like 10 years so it's been a long time even like his even stuff that people like you know nothing has i mean when's what's the last steven spielberg classic Mm. catch me if you can yeah like it's been a long time since he's he has delivered something like memorable and i don't know i just don't i agree i don't think we need this just watch i mean it's hard to say just watch the original because again of course there's a lot of racial tones in the original Mm -hmm. that could be rectified but this story like you said set the template for so many there's a lot of adaptions it's kind of like a romeo and juliet you know and most of those aren't good either yeah we just got the green knight and that was that showed you how to do it is you take a fabled story and you do something unique and new with it in an interesting way if you have to have a vision first of all and you have to understand the text is that's what was so good there is lowry understood the text and he understood the symbolism of that green knight um story from king arthur and he delivered it with a vision because king arthur is another one they make a million and one king arthur movies like we for whatever reason we are obsessed with trying to make these goddamn king arthur movies (laughs) and shows and uh, we won't let it go and they're all almost universally agreed upon terrible like doing a good king arthur movie apparently is like the hardest thing in the world (laughs) and it's just like 
maybe don't like i don't know maybe just stop <laughs> like what's the point why are we doing this why are we remaking goddamn west side story which is the classic of its time and it will always be regarded that way why are we doing this i think the only reason people are excited because they're a fan of that girl what's her name uh, mm. uh rachel Zeigler? <laughs> that's her name yeah and i don't know what did she is she tiktok youtube what is she I think she was a Broadway girl. Oh, oh my bad. Sorry, girl. <laughs> oh, my bad. Uh, not, not freaking Addison Ray. Lord have mercy. Jesus Christ. I Next watched time. that movie too. That was oh, really bad. You did watch it? Oh my God. Yeah. I thought it was wretched. I'm sorry. I thought that mess was I, wretched. It, I, I want to go back to West Side Story for a minute uh, okay. because I feel like it ties into what I'm about to say. I feel like directors, studios, writers just need to realize a lot of these like source material things that you're like rebooting or doing whatever, they aren't that great in the first place. <laughs> so, like rebooting them almost seems like just a recipe for disaster. I'm like you have to have like some sort of quality. I'm not saying that that West Side Story is bad, obviously, but I don't think that it's, you know, revolutionary enough to get this many adaptions of it um same thing with like she's all that uh i think she's all that is like kind of cute for its time but it's very much something of its time yeah uh so he's all that they don't really do anything to change it or like who watched she's all that and said you know what we need to do make this again (laughs) who thought that like what i don't know i don't know i it's very weird because i'm like there's it definitely fits into that like little genre for me where I'm like, it's a boy girl thing. Like she's all that, like they're just such of their time and they are what they are. Mm -hmm. So it's beyond me that anyone could look at any of those movies and be like, we need to do that again. Yeah. It's very weird. It's very nineties. Like it's a straight up late nineties time capsule is she's all that. But, and now I'm like, maybe we need to cancel the Met Gala because what is Addison Ray and all these TikTok stars and shit doing on the goddamn Met Gala red carpet? I'm like, Anna Wintour, is it time to have you put in a home? I don't know. <laughs> Not a home. <laughs> because, ma'am, have you lost it? I remember when you wouldn't even put these people on your Vogue covers and now we got them all over the place. I can't. I just, what's going on? It's mm. truly baffling. And as soon as Lil Nas X showed up on the red carpet, everybody else should have just packed it up and went home. Like nobody can follow a theme either. I'm like, I'm so over you guys what showing up theme? and just wearing. It was American, whatever. Um, it was just they like being all... like American. It was hodgepodge. Like nobody. I, I. That's why I didn't even know what the theme was because none of it went together at all. Yeah. Was like, there, and I'm like, there's so many like cool things that they could have like. Um, what shit. I just had an idea of something earlier because somebody tried to reference something and I'm like, you could have went so much farther with this and you just didn't. And it's very frustrating. I'm like, I'm surprised like nobody showed up and I know like people are trying to do like Audrey Hepburn's like that, which is weird in and of itself because she's not American. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fucking weird. But uh, (laughs) these people that are coming now are just dumb. Oh God, I can't. I'm like, why didn't anyone show up like doing some stuff to reference like, you know, classic like american movies like that would have been really cool i should have seen so many people on the red carpet doing that and nobody did it the billy did marilyn 
Yeah, I, I was gonna say literally the most creative that you got was Marilyn Monroe. Really? Yeah. Really? I was gonna say, that's, <laughs> you got Marilyn. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> the rest of these, I don't too much know what was going on. The men came boring as ever yet again. Always. Honestly, if you're gonna go to the Met Gala and you have the audacity to buy or not buy, grab that tux off the damn rack. Just stay home. Yep. Like, why, why are you going to attend this? This is not the Oscars. Like, what? what's going on? Oh, there's like two men that I give a pass to. And Ben Platt, uh, you are not one of them. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think Timothy Chalamet and Simulio. I was like, okay, whatever. At least they're white. The tuxes were white. At least these tuxes are damn white. That That's, the- that's mostly why. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I just... I, I don't get it. And James Corden, stop appropriating gay, like trying to be gay and all these media things. And then your ass shows up in a regular text to the Met Gala. Clearly, you don't even understand the gay culture to be playing all these gay, <laughs> gay characters. What? Clearly, oh you don't God. understand the gays. <laughs> Just because you're flamboyant by nature, James Corden, don't mean you know the culture, okay? <laughs> Ugh. All right. Well, did you have anything else, Hannah? Or do we get through all these topics? I don't think so. All right. Well, that was Cinemania Live. Hopefully, Dwayne will be back in action with y'all soon, with any of us soon. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, but, Hannah, why don't you let people know where to find you? Average Hannah on Twitter, and then also doing reactions with Larry on his channel, uh, Chili Boy du- Productions, to Daredevil, and, and maybe Teen Wolf soon. <laughs> She's trying, y'all. She's really trying. <laughs> <laughs> all right well you can find me at chili boy productions as hannah just said on youtube and instagram and then you can find me at chili boy yt on twitter also make sure you are following us rating us all of that fun jazz wherever you are listening to the cinemania world podcast and following us on social media world on 